Welcome to How to Build a Tent, the podcast on how to make you successful. And we are joined by two people that are doing that very thing. Very excited to talk to Marcus and Maceo about Lore, the company they're starting. Before we do, i got to tell you, we're part of the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Go over to flfnetwork.com. Put in HDBT in the memo field. Last time Marcus was on, I asked him what his promo code was, but he didn't remember. He didn't <laughs> it's remember. LAP. LAP. You can LAP. put that in, too, if you want. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to email me, you can email email me, Matt, howtobuildatent.com. You can find me on all the social media sites, How to Build a Tent. Thank you for sharing the show and subscribing. Marcus, Maceo, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to talk to you guys again about lore. Yeah, good um, I'm to be really back. excited about what you guys are doing because you're going on the offense. So much of the time we talk about being defensive and defending against the attacks of the world. That's definitely what we've been talking about in the church and politics the last couple of weeks. But what you guys are doing is more of an offensive, offensive approach, not being offending, but going on the offense. And I just love that. And um, so can you guys kind of explain the project, what you guys are doing, and just a little bit about that? Yeah, I'll go ahead and start. So, I mean, I was on this podcast. We talked about lore sort of when it was still incubating the idea a little bit more. And then since then, we've actually hired a CTO named uh, Nathaniel Talbot, who's was a CTO for 12 and a half years for a company called... Uh, Spreedly, he's CTO and COO. I don't know if I have to say that. Oh, he's done. You should probably lead with the CEO part. (laughs) COO. Oh, COO. COO. Yeah, and Maceo, uh, who is is probably going to be new to most of the Fight Laugh Feast Network. He is our CEO, uh, who is running, uh, you know, the company, doing all the doing all the CEO stuff, and then I'm functioning sort of (laughs) as chief creative officer working on the creative side and the branding and the and marketing and stuff like that so uh, that's sort of how our job titles divvy up and uh essentially what we're trying to do is we're trying to take power away from hollywood and the mainstream media and give it into the hands of the consumer that's that's essentially uh foundationally what what we're hoping to do and we're we're, we're allowing consumers to be able to uh pick the stories that they want to hear hey so, marcus i gotta stop you right there you're not trying to do it you're going to do it that's how you need oh, to yeah, say yeah, it absolutely. you're going yeah, to change and take the power from hollywood <laughs> well let, come on we, man. We've, we've got to be scripturally accurate so lord willing okay <laughs> lord willing <laughs> You gotta no, love the reformed caveat. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So yeah, I'll let Maceo go ahead and give uh, give the breakdown. Yeah. Well, you know, so let, let's actually start with I think the most important part, and that's uh, we Christians have been getting our butts kicked in the marketplace, in the media, really since about 1912, 1913. Um, you know, coming through the depression uh, with FDR, I know this is going to ruffle a lot of feathers, but I personally think he was like the worst president, you know, just from a, a country perspective. But we yeah. don't have an appreciation of history. So he put in place a lot of the administration uh, activities that we see now. And he created an environment uh, that was then fostered by LBJ, um, you know, that really muzzled churches. But if you look at how this country was founded, the country was founded in the pulpit. It was the pulpit that fostered the revolution, 
that got us away from the crown. And it was the pulpit that freed the slaves. Look, if you would have left this up to politicians and mainstream anything, they would have just kept the status quo, which was slavery. And it was the it was the the preachers and the evangelists that were constantly talking to people about the evils of slavery. So fast forward to today, uh, you know, you've got uh, churches across the country that are convinced they need to be 501c3s when they don't, uh, that are kind of lapping from the trough that is the this administrative monstrosity that F FDR created. Um, and so really what I see we have is a choice. We can choose to recognize the situation for what it is, which is Christians are being actively discriminated against. They're being ostracized professionally. They're getting canceled openly. Um, and they're being put upon in the sense that you have, you're being almost in a, you know, a, a book of revelation sense. Hey, if you want to work and you want to feed your family, then you have to uh, openly agree to these different opinions. Yeah. And so it, it really is no longer a place where we can say, well, you know, we'll wait or let's wait and see what's happening. We're already seeing companies moving to social signals uh, internally in Google. If you are anything approaching a biblical Christian, you will not only be ostracized, you'll actually be openly fired. Um, on the House, on the, on the floor of the Senate in the House, we're now starting to see our politicians openly discriminating against people for their beliefs. So the time is long past for us believers to sit back and think that somehow this is going to change with voting. We need to understand that God sets up governments and he gave us a government which not only allows us to speak, but we're required to speak. In, in the preamble to the Constitution, it's we the people. We have the sovereignty and we delegate that to our officials. And I think it's time for us to say that they're not doing a job of representing uh, the Christian voice. Um, and so being the staunch capitalist that I am, I say, you know what, let's let's start up a business and let's just disrupt and tear down the entire industry. And so we're openly saying, look, Hollywood, we're coming, we're coming for you. Um, we are going to supplant Hollywood as the gatekeeper to media. What people don't realize is there are roughly six to eight individual human beings that decide everything that goes on, not only on the internet, but the streaming platforms. And these are people that are ideology, uh, ideologically opposed to a biblical worldview. Now, what does that mean? It means when you hear Google say, do no evil, they mean truly in a biblical sense that what we call good, they call evil, which be a stand against homosexuality, a, st a stand against abortion in any form whatsoever, just to pick two of the most you know divisive topics you, you possibly could. Um, and so when when you have an organization that believes that our stance on that is evil, it means they're opposed to us. And most Christians just don't understand that. They they've got daily lives, you know, they're they're out and about. I understand that completely. And so that's why we're taking it on ourselves to to step into the battle. And like you said, this is on the offense. We are coming after them. Um, but of course, in a wholesome, uh, you know, pure capitalistic kind of way, you know, may, may the best idea win. Right. And so we started Lore uh, as a way to free, I call it free from the gulag of these gatekeepers. Uh, so, you know, 
for example, we've got a, an animation team that we're talking to. Uh, they're not from Pixar, but it's on, on par with Pixar. And they told us very openly that the company policies are directly contravening scripture. And so just like Peter said, is it better that I obey God or you, Mr. Knucklehead? The choice is obvious. It's <laughs> is that in the Greek, God. Knucklehead? It is. It oh, okay. is in the Greek. Uh, there's some Sumerians, you know, strewn in there a little bit. It's kind of a hybrid. You know, it's it's one of those languages I'm privy mm -hmm. to. I'll share you the books. Um, it, so the given that choice, what most people unfortunately are going to do is to give in. So we're saying, look, let's give them a different option. Let's put the technology in place that we can take a, a creator, distribute their work product, uh, because most creators don't know how to sell themselves. Uh, and we could, we could go into that in depth if you want. Um, but then also having the ability to plug into production and how to actually get their thing made. So if there's a director, uh, you know, and they need to be connected with producers and cameramen and grips and all that, eventually we're going to have that. But understand, like, this is the underpinnings of how to create, promote, and distribute streaming media today. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love that because it is definitely a need. And I think the time is perfect and ripe for it. Um, long overdue, in fact, but you think of social media sites like Parler. So many people are switching over to that because they're ready. They understand the need. But it's and they awful. See it. It, it's not that awful. It's pretty Come bad. On. I mean, it's, it's compared it's, to, yeah, Twitter and Facebook. It's not that great, but it's also yeah, a lot but, smaller company. It is a lot smaller company, but I'm just talking about from, a, you know, I, I think I think when you look at We're hardcore like, here, when you look at something like Parler, <laughs> Parler mm -hmm is uh it's i see parlor as just a giant facebook group of people who are mad at facebook that's essentially mm. all parlor is mm -hmm. uh but it's not really new tech it's not really a new way of doing anything what 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 the difference is what we're, we're actually coming up with an entirely new technology and mode of distribution that that can disrupt an industry whereas par parlor is an alternative Mm -hmm. <laughs> right so there's like, says, like we're not building an alternative we're building a competitor mm -hmm. so, so so those sort of differences differences matter i mean and you know it's sort of what uh maseo was saying you know we get you know during the time of segregation you could you could be upset that you weren't being served or you could go and start black wall street mm -hmm. right which is what people did they started black wall street during those times instead of just sitting around and just complaining about how things were and there were billionaires and millionaires as a result of that and so <laughs> yeah, right so so that's sort of like our thing is well let's just not work within the system let's just create yeah. our own thing mm -hmm. so this system lore is going to be you guys were kind of mentioning that we're going to be able to come with my project my idea as, as a creator Eventually, I'm going to get assistance and help with the kind of maybe weak spots that I have and also be able to raise funding. Can you guys go into that a little more of what is exactly this thing? Yeah. So one of the uh, one of the funny things about producing anything that goes uh, in, we'll call it media broadly, mm -hmm. is the the gatekeepers have convinced us that it takes a ton of time and all kinds of money. And the reality is, like, I'm, I'm sitting in my home. I've got a Sony camera that's pointing at me right now with this great autofocus. Um, I see it. <laughs> I, I still can't get used to that. That's remarkable. Um, but that just goes to show, I mean, incredible technology is available 
mean, for crying out loud, we've got, you know, 4K cameras on our phones these days. Yeah. Um, so from a production standpoint, it's not so much that you need to have, you know, a red camera that's going to run you 64 grand for the body and 150,000 for the lenses. Um, but you do need to, you know, reach, of course, a certain level of production. It really is about how do you let people know that you have a product? And what I'll, I'll try and do is relate this as broadly as possible to, you know, the whole idea of tent making, which is, you know, you've got to be able to, uh, what I call gather up groups of people. Um, so uh, uh, the group of people that are going to be willing to watch a documentary uh, on abortion, for example, babies are murdered here, relatively speaking, is much smaller than the group that's going to watch Game of Thrones. Um, and we, we like to pick on Game of Thrones for a lot of different reasons. Um, but that, that's just sort of the, the easy way to look at the two extremes. Um, so from a business standpoint, um, any entrepreneur, Christian or not, has got to realize we've got a core group of people that we're going to start with. And then we, how do we, sorry, they have to ask the question, how do we expand that group over time? So you're talking about initial success versus longevity. Uh, so I'll, I'll draw a lot of parallels. So hopefully it'll make sense. So when Starbucks launched, it wasn't like there weren't coffee shops. In fact, they launched up in Seattle where even back then there were coffee shops everywhere. But over time, what Starbucks was able to do was to carve out a, a group of people that they established were fairly big. And that's people who were officing or doing business outside of a fixed location. And so for a lot of years, Starbucks was kind of the go-to place to meet people and actually work. You know, so they pioneered things, uh, although not free refills, which always bothered me. Uh, but they pioneered <laughs> things like Wi-Fi and, mm -hmm. and other things that, you know, you could uh, enjoy while you were working there. And so really the, the key to understanding how to, to build a business, whether it, it's law or not, is understanding those different phases. So in our first phase, you know, we are definitely going, we're going to and producing content for individuals that we would call our staunch believers in the scripture as, you know, the word of God. This is not something that, you know, we're going to debate about. And so that, that universe describes a relatively small group of people. Um, and then as we grow, we will become wider in the people that we appeal to, not in the sense that we're going to compromise our, our core positions, but just in the sense that not everybody wants to watch that kind of content. And so truly, if we are going to be this replacement, if we're going to supplant and get rid of these gatekeepers that, that are generally speaking in Hollywood, at Netflix, at Amazon Prime, you know, we, we have to have an eye towards that business. And so just like, a, you know, a believer who might say, okay, I, I want my business to stand for a certain set of values or a certain set of actual, you know, scripture verses, then you've got to realize that is going to appeal to a certain size of customer base. If you want to grow, you've got to figure out how to expand that appeal outwards. Uh, and we can apply that down to, you know, a variety of different businesses. But that leap is really where I find most entrepreneurs are um, either unwilling or unable to expand their company. Mm -hmm. Some of it's because their constituents are so attached to that initial mix that they just uh, mutiny entirely. But some just because the, you know, the entrepreneur is unable or sorry, uh, they're, they're not able to break out of the day to day in order to you know, make that broader leap. Right. Yeah. Recognizing it at all and then being able to make those transitions, it can be really uh, difficult to do. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. So if people want to support you guys, maybe are looking to invest, I get a lot of people that reach out to me looking to invest in Christian companies like yours. Is there a specific place where they can go? Yeah, right now it's lore.tv. Um, and so that's where they can, you know, take a look at our irreverent kind of marketing, <laughs> uh, but also where, you know, we've got all of our, our different signup forms. And so right now, uh, you know, we are looking for what are called seed stage investors. And those are people that are super comfortable with investing in a company that's, you know, an idea and a core team. Um, obviously, they're going to have to be accredited investors without going into all the gobbledygook. Basically, if you have a million dollars in net worth outside of your home, you qualify, basically. There's some other income requirements, uh, but n just know that that's not our requirement. That's 100% the government for your protection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good old government coming. Yeah, right. well, people forget that the uh, 1934 laws on securities were written by a notorious criminal from the Kennedy family. Oh, really? I didn't even know that. Yeah. Yeah, no. Course, most people surprise don't. me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I my my eyes have seen too much. If if anybody wonders why I'm the way I'm, it's just I've seen way too much. <laughs> but really, at this point, um, we're not just looking for money. We're looking for people that believe in our vision, that understanding that we are taking a zero compromise attitude right now, and that we are wading into this, uh, you know, zeitgeist battle. My the way that I that I'm telling my friends is we need to understand that this is a coordinated, concentrated effort. These people are not random. That's what Christians need to understand. These are highly motivated individuals who truly believe that they are pushing something forward that's going to help humanity. And so in that in that regard, they're just confused. Like they really the, you know, the, the scripture describes that they're opposed to themselves, right? Mm. Or they're willfully ignorant. Mm -hmm. But that's it. You know, that that's as far as it goes. These are not superhuman. You know, Google might as well be, you know, Paul's Plumbing or Pete's Pizza or something like that. It's just another company. And it, it, they are one good idea away from being irrelevant. Facebook is one good idea away from being irrelevant. Fortunately, that's still the case. And I, I'm just saying now is the time where individuals that do understand that there is some risk to this, but that understand that we're also on a, a broader mission. That's who we're looking for. And then on the content side, you know, they can go to lore.tv um, and get involved or sign up for, for that email list. And really, it's, it's about supporting us, talking about us. Let's start having open conversations about this stuff, man. I mean, why do we need to be so concerned about uh, calling somebody out. The last time I was perusing through scripture, I saw Paul talking about people specifically and saying, look, you need to avoid that person. We don't need to get nasty about it, but we need to start talking about this. Otherwise it gets pushed into the background and we, we kind of fall into everyday life. Yeah. And so that's, that's where the kind of the two groups of, of people can get involved right now. Yeah, that's great. And I I was just thinking, just to kind of close this off of why this is so important, at least to my mind, is why Christians need to control culture is over the last couple of weeks, we've been seeing a lot of crazy things happening, specifically in the political sphere. And what is just impacting all of our lives, like the lockdowns, COVID and all this stuff. And the one thing is certain that the Bible tells us is that we need Jesus and we need to repent as a country, Amen. as individuals, as churches. 
And you don't see many people doing that. There's Christian people in authoritative positions talking about what's wrong and stuff, but they're not talking about what is the solution is Jesus. And the reason is not because the laws say you can't talk about it. It's because our culture has created the shame with saying it. And there's this stigma against calling people back to Christ. And we need to influence culture to make it conducive to make those calls to repentance again. And this is how we do it through capital uh, solutions, just like what you guys are doing. Um, and that's why I'm so excited to have you guys on and to talk about this. And I hope people will go to your website. We'll put the link down in the show notes. Um, do you guys want people to reach out to you on like social media? Do you want to give any uh, handle shout outs or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, you can reach out to me on I'm King Ginger, or if you can follow, a, you can follow Watch Lore on Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram. I think we have those three up. So uh, Watch, L-O-O-R, Watch Lore. And then that you can uh, message uh, the Facebook page if you had a question about what, what lore is or anything like that. And then, of course, if you go to lore.tv, uh, you can join the email list, like uh, Maceo said. But that that's essentially it, man. I, I think, you know, you talked about, you know, we're in a culture war and all this stuff. And one of our one of our teams said he's a writer, uh, done stuff with Netflix and all sorts of people. And he said he said, you can't really have a culture unless your culture has stories. Hmm. And if we don't have stories, which right now we don't have the stories. <laughs> the liberals so know the liberals know you need the stories in order to have a culture and we don't really have that so we're trying to build the system that's going to give christian stories again so um, i love it i can't wait to see you guys succeed and disrupt hollywood you're can't gonna wait. do it you don't want yeah, to we're gonna do it we're gonna do it it's already done dead man walking already, lord already willing <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah. marcus maceo thank you guys so much for coming on thank you everyone for listening please share the show Go check out Lore, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.